the Brian and Jan podcast. She is the vivacious, voluptuous, vulnerable, and the high volume conservative crusader, Jennifer Horn. I just had to turn my headphones down. Well, I was. You're the lovable liberal, Brian Whitman. Thank you, love. And uh, it's the Brian and Jen podcast. We're. we're, Wait a minute. Yeah. Did you just say that? I thought you forgot that part. I thought you were busy with the adjectives. Why do I make a list of things, adjectives, nice I thought you about. got all excited because you had V words. Those are difficult. You, you, you know what? You make me sound like a fool sometimes. What? But before every podcast. How could I ever do that? You do, just, you do a fine job all on your own. Before this podcast, Brian and Jen podcast. Sweetie. Thank you, for, uh, thank you lovey. Thank you, lover. Downloading at Apple Podcasts, sebgorka.com, Spotify, wherever you want to hear full-blown dysfunction. Did you hear you could get it at sebgorka.com? Sebgorka, 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 Sebgorka. Now, what I was just going to say, before we podcast, how much I love you, I fixate on a word. It's it's often a consonant. It's not usually a vowel, and I'm... I know we got 26 letters in there, so a lot of decision-making, to a lot of decisions to make. And then I use alliteration to uplift my partner and my best and friend. I love it. I would ask people to listen back to that. Go ahead. Thank you. I, and I love it. Did you not hear that? I did not. It was appreciative. I didn't. All right. Well, let's talk about masks, man, and school. <laughs> Mask man in school. (laughs) I thought that if the kids across America wear the mask, wherever they may be in this great nation of ours, if they return to school in the fall, obviously, I mean, and this is all in flux, the president, Betsy DeVos, by the way. And you know the difference between Betsy DeVos and me? No. I've been in a public school. (laughs) Very good. Good night, everybody. In all seriousness, though, this debate about whether or not kids should come back to the classroom has gone all across the country. We know already, uh, for instance, where we do our program in L.A., that the L.A. Unified School District has said kids will not be returning to class, that they will be doing more distance learning. And it's got a lot of parents, especially the most vulnerable, wondering what they're going to do with their kids in the fall because they're going to have to oversee distance learning. There's a lot to be desired. And how badly are kids going to be set back by another semester of, uh, of no in-person classes? Certainly, uh, we don't know yet. And of course, a memo to President Trump, paging Donald Trump, paging Donald Trump to the Constitution study, to the Constitution study. Hi, what? I was paged. That's like if you worked at Sears. Yeah. How it would be. Uh, it's a local issue. Uh, you conservatives say that Absolutely. all the time. Absolutely. It uh, is a local right. issue. So the president doesn't bully school boards into whether they open or not. It's a local issue. But he can help hold back or incentivize with federal funding. Yeah. And that's what Larry Kudlow says he's going to do is incentivize for, stu- for schools going back. They'll get more federal funds. Well, Larry Kudlow says it. Then they better Hey, go, his uh, word's good enough for me. Oh, his word is powerful. There's no doubt about that. So it's interesting. We don't know if it, in Los Angeles where we do the Brian and Jen podcast from, we know the kids won't go back it, uh, when they typically would say September 1 around that time after Labor Day or slightly before. And yeah, we August don't. August 18th this year. I know in LA, Southern California, is before, but back in New York where my homies are hearing us on Staten Island in the 10309, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't go back till after Labor Day. How, we don't know if it'll be. No school, typically as we know it, for the entire semester or year. But right now, they're saying certainly in Los Angeles, 
other local boards making their own decisions. In L.A., they say no. Yeah, I don't know they why. Say, they say we don't know how it could be and the safety of our students. And then they say, oh, and yeah, we got to get some bargaining done. And then yeah, the but how much harm is actually being done to kids by making this decision? Because you're looking at trying to prevent people from getting COVID-19. Okay, that's one concern. The other concerns are parents being able to have – some place for their children to learn, parents not being able to return to work, kids who are going to be set behind, kids who maybe have English as their second language, kids with learning disabilities, kids who rely on sports. All of these people are going to be affected by this by this decision. And I think it's really short-sighted for for school districts not to consider this. And I feel like this idea would solve everything. Make sure that you have the mask on, include or engage in social distancing by actually moving students to tracks. So in year-round schools, they usually do three tracks, A, B, C, and that's how it goes. And each one has a different schedule. You could shorten or lessen class loads, class sizes, by making people come at different times during the day. They could come in the morning track, afternoon track. So at least you're incorporating some in-person along with the distance learning. And I think that would be best for everybody. An interesting thing happened on CNN State of the Union this week on their Sunday show. Dana Bash was filling in for Jake Tapper, who's the host. And they do the old one-two here. They have on our U.S. Education Secretary. Betsy DeVos, who was nominated, still serving for the Trump administration as education secretary. Mm -hmm. She comments and and, well, and you got to hear the question that Dana Bash asks her, which is which is uh, to me, you can't replicate. And then they right after Betsy DeVos is on. Wait for the surprise. (laughs) All right. Here is the question on CNN State of the Union. Dana Dana Bash asked Betsy DeVos about schools reopening. Yes or no. Can you assure students teachers, parents, that they will not get coronavirus because they're going back to school? Well, the key is that kids have to get back to school. And we know there are going to be hot spots, and those need to be dealt with on a case-by-case basis. But the rule should be that kids go back to school this fall. They've been missing months of learning. Many of them are going to be so far behind, difficult to catch up. And we know that this is a matter of their health in a multitude of factors or multitude of dimensions. We know that their emotional well-being, their mental well-being, and particularly for kids from low-income and uh, vulnerable populations, this is devastating to be out of school and not learning for months on end. That's the voice of Betsy DeVos. Now we'll hear the side-by-side here. They have offstage, off-camera, surprise for everyone, behind mm-hmm. curtain number two, warming up, by the way. She had the blender going, apparently, and she was having, taking the edge off. Oh, uh, Speaker Pelosi, please, you're about to go on. Remember, you're going to go on <laughs> after Betsy DeVos, and you're going to hit her so hard in five, four, Nancy, three, two, I want to ask for your reaction to uh, the interview that I just had with Education Secretary Betsy DeVos. Given what you just heard briefly, are you confident that students and teachers will go back safely to school in the fall? No, I think what we heard from the secretary was malfeasance uh, and, and, and dereliction of duty. Uh, this is appalling. They're messing. They're messing. Penalty. The and his administration are messing. Flag the on the play. Children. It is. We all want our children Jen. to go back to school. First sentence, 
denture movement. <laughs> There's definitely some denture movement. Obstruction of malfeasance as it came out. The malfeasance is floating around. And some other polysyllabic words. I got to actually hear it again. Can I listen it's to it one right, more time? I know. I heard the slide. I was a little late on my flag. Let I, me go. I was, Let, let's listen to this. I want to ask for your reaction to uh, the interview that I just had with Education Secretary Betsy DeVos. Given what you just heard briefly, are you confident that students and teachers will go back safely to school in the fall? No, I think what we heard from the secretary was malfeasance uh, and, and, and dereliction of duty. Uh, this is appalling. They're messing. They're messing. The president Slippage. and his administration are messing <laughs> with the health of our children. It is we all want our children to go back to school. Teachers do, parents do, and children do. Slime. But they must go back safely. And when we hear what the administration is saying, we know that they have no appreciation for the failure that has brought us to this point. Yes. Going back to school is, presents the biggest risk for this. This is what we call a buildup of saliva. Bread. Of the coronavirus. Well, this is this is this is what we have. It's just a, which look, I've, I've been representing the people. I'm not. I, I've been. Oh, gets me going for my public policy. My dentures. Hi, I'm Nancy Pelosi. Sometimes my dentures slip, but it's never embarrassing. But it's never more embarrassing. Then when it happens on television, <laughs> that's why I use super strength politics. They ignore science and they ignore governance in order to uh, make this happen. If there are CDC <laughs> guidelines, they should be requirements. Hatui. Hatui, I knew, Dana. Bash. And I know that I was hidden off stage so I could give the old, shh, the old, well, I tell you what, I shanghaied Betsy DeVos, didn't I? I laugh every time I think of what you let me do. I laugh <laughs> so coquettishly. I laugh at the privilege CNN gave me. That's <laughs> <laughs> a terrible, terrible person. So Nancy Pelosi continued on to say that the biggest risk to spread the virus is by opening schools. And now, all, this raised a few eyebrows. I do have to tell you, though, about droplets. I yeah. Read, uh, Dr. Fauci, I can't confirm this, but I heard. The Fouchster. The Fouchster, who's asking, oddly enough, he wears the lab coat with, he, with the degree. He's asking Trump for third and fourth opinions. Trump says it's a terminal prognosis. But well, here's the thing. Isn't it possible that we could actually try opening schools, especially in places where there aren't a huge outbreak of cases? Why would we have this debate about? whether or not schools should be open when science yeah. actually has said that young people under 18 don't tend to transmit right. the virus back and, and in the area of droplets like denture slippage if the de if the Oof. upper plate comes out it creates more droplets flying. she's a living coronavirus risk question for you and we'll hear this on the brian and jen yeah. podcast when you go to the doctor do you go into the doctor's office with an understanding and a predetermined diagnosis and what the doctor says doesn't actually matter to your behavior or – No, my what my doctor says matters because I have a great doctor, Dr. Watkins. I trust him. But I always go into the doctor kind of with an idea of what could be wrong with me. Oh, you do? Okay. I always do. Don't they you WebMD? Come on. They oh, love I've, people like I've, me. I've, I was a self-diagnoser in the, in the 80s. All right. Nancy Pelosi here talking about the biggest risk on spreading the virus – it's not a question of balancing equities. It's about a question of crossing a threshold of safety. We cannot say to kids, well, go to school. You might get sick and take it home because they're the biggest risk. 
the biggest risk to the spread of the pandemic is opening up the schools in a way that is not safe. Is not safe. So if we're going to defeat this Whoa. pandemic, we shouldn't be opening up to more arena to spread. We should use this as an opportunity for our children. Put the resources in. We know what needs to be done. The resources are there to do it. We call that we call that version pandemic Pelosi really going for it. Here's the worst thing in the world. If someone disagrees with you on what we should do with kids in schools to attribute to them the ugly motive that they just don't care about children is so unfair to anyone on either side. Let's make progress in this country and let's start our conversations and deliberations with the presumption that everybody in the room cares about children being well. I wanted to until I did some research and some diving around in our L.A. Unified School District. And this is a story that's picking up now national attention. The L.A. Unified School District's teachers union is the United Teachers Los Angeles. And I'd love to believe that the teachers union is actually about helping the kids. But Brian, this sounds all political to me. When the UTLA releases an 18-page document with a list of stipulations that must be met before they allow teachers to go back to campus. These are things that have nothing to do with COVID-19. The only one that has something to do with COVID-19 is the fact that they want a vaccine. So they want a vaccine available. That'll be number one. They also said that the the schools will not effectively reopen until privately operated, publicly funded charter schools are shut down. Police are defunded. Medicare for all government run health care is passed. A statewide wealth tax is implemented. Housing for homeless is fully funded. Wait, I thought it was about the safety and the health of the kids. You would think so. Financial support for undocumented students and families. They want a federal bailout because they don't think the CARES and the HEROES Act went far enough to repair the schools. And this is just the beginning of the list here for the teachers union saying they're not going to let their teachers go back and teach, even if they want to, until these demands are met. And that, to me, is totally irresponsible. And it's actually it's it's people who really aren't worried about the good of the kids. In these days of COVID-19, come fall, autumn, will your kids be at home with you, distance, remote learning? Will they be back at school on a traditional campus in the classroom? We'll continue to talk about it, of course. I say pull them out of school and just start homeschooling. If you're already going to have to do it at home, you might as well do it as part of a homeschool curriculum. We thank you for joining us. Download Apple Podcasts, SebGorka.com, Spotify, everywhere you hear your favorite podcast. And we, well, we'd love to. We hope to. Yeah, we hope to be one. It's the Brian and Jen Podcast.